Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, LeVar, you hear that? What do they call that thing? That is called the base firework. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, the base yeah. trigger or the uh, base firework, base whatever, firework, whatever works for you. Pow, and you can run out of them if you're in, in <laughs> Kansas City, apparently. You, you better believe it, especially if you're scoring touchdowns on those Steelers. <laughs> it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. No Brady Quinn. He will be back on the air with us tomorrow. Uh, you can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I will say this. uh, Job well done uh, by the CBS crew um, getting all the shots of depressed Cowboys fans during that game yesterday. I mean, adults crying, tears in their eyes. Uh, Like, I don't know what's worse. If you're an adult in your 30s or 40s or 50s or whatever it is, is it worse to have tears in your eyes and being shown on television while your team is losing or to be dressed up (laughs) with face paint on and all the get up? In your 30s, 40s, and 50s, I only appreciate. To see your team lose. I appreciate a, a passionate fan. I really do because, again, when I look at sports, sports represents the escape from reality. I can't. It, it, it's so funny because my dad told me this one time. He was like, "You want to know the beauty of sports, son?" He was like, "You want to know?" I, I remember I had a really good game in high school one time, and he was telling me he was like, "Man," he was like, "You want to know something interesting?" Because he had some really cool experiences being my dad. And he was like, "You know," he was like, "Son, five days, six days out of the week," he said, "The same people that are hugging me will kiss my face, will high five me." will go crazy on Saturday or Friday or they, they don't say a word to me during the week. <laughs> they won't say a word to me. In fact, in fact, that same lady might clutch her purse or walk across the street or like, drive a, a cheaper car than me but hit her, her alarm to, to turn her, the alarm on her. You know, I used to drive a Ferrari, right? And, and it was so funny. One time I got out of my Ferrari, and this old older lady parked her Camry next to my car, and she looked at me and hit her, and hit her car alarm. But uh, that's, that's a whole well, other listen, story. I mean, that's a, is that a Toyota, correct? Is that a Toyota Yeah, Camry? Toyota Camry. I mean, listen, yeah. Lamar, I, mean, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Toyota. Ferraris. I mean, I mean maybe gonna... she didn't understand what type of car was sitting next to hers that I had just gotten out of. But <laughs> it, it, nonetheless, she felt she felt a tad bit uh, concerned about maybe what what I may have wanted to take out of her camera. But <laughs> anyway, the point is, the point is, is that same lady on a Saturday or a Friday or a Sunday will give me a hug and say, aren't you a sweet boy? Right. So to me. I never want to lose the sanctity of of and the pureness 
of what sports brings to to our society and to our culture. So many times there's so many bad things that we can look at and pinpoint as bad. But when you have an opportunity to kind of take away the the social norms or the the pretenses and the prejudices and, and all of those things that surround everyday living. And you're able to put that away for an afternoon to be able to cheer on one common purpose, whether it's the the home team or the away team. I just I love it. I love it. I love everything about it, except for when it turns into throwing, you know, again, until until you turn into a criminal doing it. Yeah. Once you once you go across the line and become a criminal when you're doing it then that's where the line has to be drawn. Look, I, I uh, last thing I want to do is insult anybody on the air. All right, so for people listening to this, this is the last thing I want to do is insult anybody. It's a Monday. I want everybody to, you know, to be uh, excited about what the week about ahead. I, I just, I would just go, like go to point this out. I, I think this go is, I think this is a fair statement. I think go this is, em. this is the type of honesty we need to have here on Fox Sports Radio. If you are dressed up, like a Dallas Cowboy with Zubads, with on yeah, with Zumas or Zubas or whatever Zoom they call bads, them. Yeah, yeah those, those yeah. MC Hammer they pants do that from back big in the day. And in, in, uh, in Baltimore, yeah, like, like if if you are dressed up like that at a football game and you're wearing those and you've got a little prop uh, Cowboys hat that's too small to actually fit your head because you had it when you were a child, and on top of that, you are crying over a first round loss in the playoffs to a 49ers team. Uh, with all sorts of injury issues and a quarterback who's got one hand, if you are seen tearing up on television, uh, you're a loser. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Listen, I, I, hey, I did you see the one close I, up on. of the boyfriend and the girlfriend or the husband and oh, wife? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where he had his arm around, or I she mean, had her arm around him. One of them, I, don't I mean, know. come on. Get a they grip on reality, man. Like, get a grip on reality. All right. Like, just like, you're a loser. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, your, your team came up short. Here, Here's the, the conversation, though. If we're moving the story forward with the Dallas Cowboys. Is Mike McCarthy's job safe? Yes. I, okay. Because I wonder that as well too. I I just I just wonder would they would they actually entertain making a move now? Mike McCarthy yesterday, um, who he got some of the heat for the uh, the decision as we talked about earlier. He was in the very show. dismissive about it. Yeah, and just you know, kind of. Uh, and, and I don't know if he was trying to take responsibility or whatever it was because it was Kellen Moore's. Uh, I guess he made the decision. He called uh, for the quarterback slide there. He said it um, was the right decision. Yeah, and and Mike McCarthy also talked about his team's performance after the game was over. You know, this is a game you have to you have to get the first one. Obviously, you know, being captain, obvious. But the first one, in my experience, is always the hardest one, especially when it's your first time through. I, I thought we were a little a little jittery in some spots to start the game, but I, I felt once. Once we settled in, um, you know, it was a it was a heck of a contest. So we we knew it was going to be back and forth. Definitely had some stress points that uh, you know that that you know gave us some challenges throughout the game. But you know, once again, I'm, I'm proud of where our football team competed. And uh, obviously, he's got coordinators that are getting interviewed, uh, in, you know, in other spots. Kellen See, Moore. See, that's the problem. The problem is they were built to win it this year. A hundred percent. And 100%. that's the problem. And you don't even make it out of the first round. And that's that's the question now that has to be asked is where do you go from here if the, you had the proper coaches in place, you had the proper players in place, and you came up this short? Like, this was way short. Uh, this was way short. Uh, like, look, this isn't going to keep free agents around. Uh, and, and, and here's the other thing. Eventually, 
C.D. Lamb's going to get paid. Yep. Eventually, your guy Micah Parsons is going to get paid. Like yep. there, there are guys whose deals are coming up. That and there's guys that can't, you can't continue on with their deals. Like, what are you going to do with with uh, Ezekiel Elliott? I, that's what? the one. Like, I I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what the plan is with, with Zeke moving forward because he's only going to get older. Um, and, and we've already seen his skills diminish uh, from year over year. Uh, like yesterday. Like, there, there's no reason why when you've got Zeke Elliott and you've got Pollard and you've got uh, that offensive line that a lot of people have talked about, although they're not the same offensive line that they were a couple of years ago, but still a solid group up front. There's no reason why a wide receiver should outrush your entire running back core. And that's what Debo Samuel did. Like, outrushed the entire Dallas running back core. Like, there's no reason for that to happen. Yet here we are. And and then you've got Jerry Jones afterwards, and of course he's going to be a lot of fun making his uh, 45 hits on local radio in Dallas this week. Uh, Jerry Jones also talked about uh, the game yesterday. Well, I think this is a time that uh, when you get this combination of players together, you need to uh, have success because we all know how it goes in the NFL. The whole thing is set up, take away from the best and add to the ones that need improvement. And personnel-wise, I think we have one of the best. So, uh, so there's and a that's Jerry the Jones. truth. Yeah, unfortunately, now, you can't hold that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is one of them times you can't hold this against Jerry Jones or his son, right? Because they they have done. Everybody said, "Oh well, they only invest in the offense." Well, they invested in the defense this year, and and they put a lot into really being able to get to that next level. Um. With, with what what they've invested in. So I don't put this one on Jerry Jones. I don't. They had the personnel. You have the coaching staff. You 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 got to – I mean, if this comes down on anybody, it comes down on Mike McCarthy. And, you you know, I'm a fan of Mike McCarthy. You know, he's a Pittsburgh guy, Western PA guy. Um, I've been a fan of him for a really long time. But if, if I'm doing my job, which I owe it to everybody who listens to us to do my job the right way um, – this is on him. Yeah. This one is on him. You you had everything in your favor. You have the personnel. By the way, you're at home. Like yep. you want to know why people were crying? You want to know why things <laughs> were flying? You're at home it, against an injured quarterback. Jeez. I mean, against like, an injured yes, team. Yes, it, it, like Garoppolo was not 100 percent anywhere close to 100 percent, and arguably the best player outside of Debo goes out injured, yeah. and you still can't pull it together. I mean, and, and trailed wire to wire. At no point did they have a lead in that game. Like, tra- trailed wire to wire. It, I mean, it's it's a bad performance. Now, I know Jason Lockenfor of CBS um, has pointed out that, you know, what, uh, their sources have said if he does move on from Mike McCarthy, that there's a thought that he would – turn the keys over to Kellen Moore and it does feel like Kellen Moore has been groomed uh, to be the guy eventually and I don't know look he did the same thing with Jason Garrett to where Jason Garrett was a Cowboys guy he stuck with him uh, and and stood by Jason Garrett for a long time and I actually think Jason Garrett did a much better job than a lot of people give him credit for I think he finished 18 games over 500 um, but Jason Garrett had the same problems they'd get to the postseason and they would fall apart like let's not forget Dak's first trip to the playoffs, it was that 13-3 and three year. They had a bye. They hosted Green Bay, 
And it took Aaron Rodgers with, I, I think it was just a nuts on the table type throw to, uh, I forget the, uh, the, the tight end at that time um, uh, who was on that. Was it uh, not, not, not your Michael Finley. I, I forget, but Rogers Andrew made Corliss, no, maybe? no, it was um, uh, God. He uh, cook. I think it was Jared cook. Okay. I mean, he was like a dynamite throw in that game. Like, like, you know, a, a one in a million type throw. And then a Mason Crosby 50 plus yarder. I mean, is that the game where it should have been a, Catch by Antonio Brown. No, that, that was no, that was a previous uh, uh, when uh, Romo was still uh, in Dallas. That was okay. a previous year. So look, there. This Can has been a story that's gone on for years. Let me put this one in that. front of you. Let me put this one in front of you. If Kellen Moore is a thought and he's a possibility, right? How long has Mike McCarthy been the head coach of this team? Two years, two seasons. Yeah. So why didn't you just hire Kellen Moore when you got rid of Jason yeah. Garrett? And and. This this part I always has thought was a little strange. Mike McCarthy gets hired because he's an offensive guy, right? And okay. and so so Mike McCarthy, you know, called the plays in Green Bay for majority of the time there. Yet when he got to Dallas, Kellen Moore was given the gig, and Kellen Moore's been calling plays the entire time Mike McCarthy's been there. I I, I just wonder if part of the agreement for Mike McCarthy to take the gig was Jerry Jones saying, now I want Kellen to be the play caller. Like, I, I do wonder if that conversation was happening because eventually Jerry was going to give Kellen the job. I, I don't know that it happens this offseason. I don't, I, don't I don't know that you step into the scenario. Again, we, we talked about this with Urban Meyer. I don't know that you step into foxholes and into the trenches with people that aren't your people. Now, granted, he didn't bring him in. He was already there. Yes. But did he keep him there because he felt like he was a good holdover versus getting trying to find someone altogether new? You got to keep in mind, you don't have very much time in the NFL these days. Ask Urban Meyer. Ask, ask Flores. Ask, ask some of these coaches. Ask Cully. Yeah. You don't have very much time. So you got to think, when you're rebuilding – when you're rebuilding, they give you like three to four years. That's college. That's high school. That ain't pros. You get like one to two years to try to rebuild or, or build a program before they get rid of you. So if I'm going, if I'm thinking strategically and I'm thinking smart, I, if, if I have an offense that is doing well and, and all, by all stat ca- uh, categories, you look at Dallas and you're saying, okay, offensively, they're, they're in pretty good shape. And they just signed they're, – they're going to sign Dak Prescott. So, to me, I want to make sure that I have an offense in place that our guys are familiar with. And that would be the reason why you keep Kellen Moore as, as your guy on the offensive side of the ball. And, and really, if you think about it, on defense, you, you bring your own guy in and Nolan, and he was some trash. Yeah. So you, you you now go to the person that you think can change your defense as quickly as possible, and that was the right decision with Quinn. So to me, now the question becomes – the biggest question is, Kellen Moore is a gifted play caller, but Kellen Moore totally screwed the pooch in this game. Yeah. How how do you justify not getting C.D. Lamb, who's your number one receiver, the ball more? How do you justify not getting Amari Cooper the ball more? How do you not how do you justify not spreading that defense out and making them cover? That's what you bought those guys in there for. 
That's what you bought them in there for. So how does that work? It's. Uh, I think there's going to be some changes this offseason. I just. I don't know. So one of one of the key ingredients on that roster or that coaching staff over the past few years is not going to be there. Whether it's Zeke, whether it's like whoever it is, I just feel like they've got to do something this offseason. I don't know how you bring look. Zeke back. How do you bring him back? I don't know. With all, I mean, unless you just feel like you have no way out, nobody's going to trade. No. Ain't nobody trading for Ezekiel Look, at least. We said, so we said a few weeks ago, it's it's the Todd Gurley situation. It's, it is it, it's the Todd Gurley situation. But, but even with through. Todd Gurley, well, yeah, they had to release him. Yeah, they did release him. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a bad spot. Know, um, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available twenty four seven. Discover exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, um, we are going to ha- ask the question: Did we see? The best ever in the NFL this weekend. We'll get into that discussion for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, We are going to get to uh, the conclusion of a wild weekend in the NFL and how one team could be in some trouble based on on these results. We'll have that for you here a little over five minutes from now on FSR. Um, We talked about, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. uh, You know, he discussed uh, it was an honor being a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, as the uh, Steelers get uh, smoked by Kansas City last night. Uh, Good for me i don't have to lick a toilet wearing an antonio brown jersey that, that would have been crazy yeah yeah I, I that would have been crazy i sure would have blew up though i know well that's yeah that would have went viral like i saw and, and you can uh you're gonna be on uh with the guys on fs1 on first things first uh tomorrow i saw like nick wright who's a diehard chiefs fan um you know he made some bet to where he was gonna have to wear like a steelers jersey like that was like ooh, like real real risky stuff there why that wasn't you, risky yeah why do you remind them what we were willing to do i was willing to lick a toilet seat in an antonio brown jersey had pittsburgh won that game yeah like, that probably won't yeah. go over well on fs1 though, yeah that, that you know? yeah that's that's some ballsy stuff there all right that that's, is. that's how you that do. definitely you is. put something on the line all right like I, i'm willing to you know to, finishing to this far. show without deodorant on in my is a ballsy thing to do it, as it, well yeah it definitely is my uh, armpit hairs are very upset with me yeah you know? it's right. uh yeah, are they getting singed off is oh, the, uh, the heat I getting bad? we ain't singed yet but i mean they are certainly <laughs> uncomfortable and upset with me um so so ben roethlisberger he talked about you know this uh you know it's been a blessing been an honor being a pittsburgh steeler lead the lap our executive producer through this out because you and I were making the point he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise what about greatest player in the history of the franchise nah. okay okay where does he stand is it mean Joe Green is it Franco mean Joe Green is will forever and always be the number one Pittsburgh Steeler of all time does just it's just I don't know that that's ever going to be up for debate and, and I think when you mentioned this earlier, and I wanted to point this out, when you talked about, you know, how important that team is to that city, like, I, I don't think people get it unless they've been there. When you walk down the escalator in the airport, what's the first thing you see? Franco. Yes, it's the Franco Trophy, and some uh, a would, statue, and some rather. some would debate if Franco is the greatest, you know, stealer of all time. All right, how far down the list before we get to Ben Roethlisberger? 
How far down? Is he top five? No. Okay, so so you got uh, uh, Mean Joe Green, Franco Harrison, no particular order, uh, Jack Lambert. Yeah, Ham. I mean Bradshaw. You think, but <sighs> yeah, you can't say. Listen, best quarterback is different from greatest stealer. I mean, but Terry Bradshaw is one of the greatest stealers of all time. I don't know, man. I just what? I I, I mean, I don't know that I would put Bradshaw ahead of Ben Roethlisberger. Though he won four Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, he won four Super Bowls. And and also, and not not to bring this up as we're celebrating a, a guy's great career. Ben had some issues off the field early on too. I don't, I don't, I don't even take that into consideration. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you can, and you probably should, but I'm just saying, there are some guys that like think about it. Even on his teams, even on his teams, there are some greater. I mean, you could debate that Heinz Ward is higher on the list yeah. than, than Ben Roethlisberger. You can debate, even though he wasn't drafted there, that Jerome Bettis is higher on the list than him. Uh, you tr- can debate Troy that Palomalu. James Harrison, Troy Polamalu. Like, you could debate that some of these guys are 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 better or bigger names on the all-time Pittsburgh Steelers list just based off of who they are as, as people. Mel Blunt. Well, I mean, one. that bone is that. I mean, there's just a lot, man. You, you, there's a lot. Lynn Swan. You, there, there are so many that you can, like, along the line, you can stop and be like, better stealer. Like, they might have not have had Super Bowls. Like, I, I hate to say this, but you could take that whole entire linebacking core from from uh, Captain Kirk to to – uh, Kevin, Kevin Green, Green yeah. to 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 Chad Brown to uh, you know any of those guys. You God, get. that was that what a, what a crew that was. Oh, and they, Chad and they, Brown and they ran that. Levon Kirkland, right? yes, Kevin Green Greg and Greg Wood. Good that's God. like that's the greatest linebacking core ever in the history he, of of the NFL. You remember the uh, the Saints linebackers were pretty good back yeah. in the day. Pat Sam Swilling, Mills them, Sam Pat Mills, yeah, but yeah, right. that Steelers linebacking core. It's not good it's not even close. God, man, it's four of them. And Jason Gildon was coming off of the That's bench. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was what coming off of the bench. What a nightmare. And then that, and Rod Woodson was a part of those teams, Rod too, Woodson right? Was, Rod end. Woodson's a name that should be on there. You, you remember Carnell Lake? Uh, Carnell Lake should yeah. be on that list. It's just it's the, the tradition and in, in, in the pageantry of Steelers football is so deep. I would say it's just safe to say Ben was the best player of one of the best players of yeah. his era because the, the the history and the tradition. It's it's like even me at Penn State and people are like, oh, you're the greatest ever or you're the reason why it's linebacker you. That's offensive to me. Like I take offense to it because I am not the reason why linebacker you is linebacker you. I'm part of the lineage. I'm part of the line, and I held down my era along with B. Short and a couple other guys, but I'm not the greatest. So the idea of it is is that you have a line, like Oncots is the reason why they labeled the school linebacker you. Jack Ham jumped into it, and he furthered it. And then on and on and on, you know, um, um, McMillan and Matt Millen, and, and yeah. then boom, you got you got so many guys, you know, Shane Conlon and all these guys that are furthering uh, the reputation of the school. That's kind of what 
Pittsburgh is. That it's a Pennsylvania thing, really. I mean, so uh, for what it's worth, uh, be happy that you're the best of your era. Yeah, and and I think that one of the best of your era because I again I don't know that he even gets number one in his era. Yeah, it's uh, but in, I mean that just goes to show you how how many great players have been a part of that franchise. So another one uh, comes and goes. Ben Roethlisberger is done. Now we figure out what the Steelers do moving forward. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up in uh, we'll call it twelve minutes from now. Uh, Bills fans throw uh, Jonas's studliness onto the field apparently do. during <laughs> games. They do. They definitely <laughs> do. I didn't know anybody had the uh, had the code to my locker, so I was just wondering uh, how that's. <laughs> Uh, now we are going to talk about uh there's one way to celebrate a playoff win uh and then there's this uh so we will get into that discussion for you here uh 12 minutes from now on fsr uh, speaking of the playoffs we do have a uh another one to go on this super wild card weekend uh, later on tonight we've got the cardinals and the rams from sofi in los angeles uh this is the uh the four five matchup in the nfc the winner of this game will go on to take on the tampa bay buccaneers uh, I am going to say this right now. I think Tampa Bay is in trouble uh, regardless. So they've got injuries. Uh, they've got issues in their secondary. Offensive line now banged up. Obviously, the Leonard Fournette stuff. Uh, it feels like uh, like a lot is uh, is falling apart there for Tampa Bay. But in this game, all this conversation about you know Matt Stafford and can Matt Stafford finally get it done? He's got all this pressure on him. Man, what about Sean McVay and the Rams as an organization? Like, I, I keep hearing all this stuff about Stafford. I think Sean McVay, I think Les Snead, I think this entire organization, if they go one and done here after you told everybody Jared Goff was the problem, we need to bring in Matt Stafford, I think they need to be held accountable as well. You know who they should be looking at in terms of measurement of what's going to happen is Raheem Morris. Yeah, this defense yeah. has so many dominant pieces to it. I mean, you get you name me another team that has the 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 assortment of names with 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 star power on it, other than the Los Angeles Rams. Well, I mean, look, like let's look at it this way: just in this game tonight, they might have four. They've at least got two, and might have four Hall of Famers on that side of the ball. If you think about. Von Miller, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Eric Weddle, who a lot of people would argue has got a Hall of Fame case. That's a lot, dude. Like that, that, like there's a lot going on that side of the ball for the Rams. Brandon Staley did some phenomenal things when he was the defensive coordinator of this team. Mm-hmm. Raheem Morris takes over. And, I, I, you know, maybe it's due in part to it just being his first season. I'm not sure what it is, but this defense has not been as dominant as it was the year before. Going into this game, it's going to be the defense that dictates what's going to happen. Because ultimately, Whatever, whatever we think about the offense of, of the Rams, you can easily state and cite certain things that have taken place injuries-wise, for one, but personnel-wise, for two. I mean, they have some, some good players, but you, know, you, know, you, can, you can definitely place question marks 
on some of the scenarios on offense. So when you look at it from from that that angle, the one thing that you don't question is you have one of the most, if not the most dominant, maybe people in Kansas City will debate this, but you have the best defensive lineman and maybe defender in all of of the pros and Aaron Donald. Yeah. You bring over one of the most dominant uh, football players in, in their career in Von Miller. You already had other guys that were dominant on this defense in that, that front. And then you, you have Jalen Ramsey on the back end of that defense. I just – I just look at how much star power they have, playmakers they have. There's no reason for them not to overachieve in a game like this. It's built for them. It's a little uh, – it's got a Dallas feel to it, doesn't it? Ooh. Like it just I, – I, It does because I, let me tell you something. The one thing that I stated all the entire time was when Kyler Murray came back, I was saying it on the show. I said he doesn't look like himself. Plays that he can make – when he's fully healthy, he's not making them. Yeah. He's getting sacked. He's getting tackled. He's he's making bad decisions because he doesn't have that get up like he does when he's when he's healthy. But he's healthy now. Yeah, he's healthy now, and and he does have that get up again. So it's actually going to be a complex uh, uh, idea of how do you defense Arizona. When you know that the same thing, we saw a lesser version of it in terms of uh, mobility with with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is able to find open guys when he extends the plays. He extends the plays in a way where he gets to a point of where you can't cover these dudes, but for so long, and then he he can find them. He finds them. That's the key is they get open. Like there's always somebody running running free. But when you have a quarterback that can find them, that's a whole nother story. And Kyler Murray finds the open guys is what I'm saying. He's much quicker. He's much faster. Yeah. We saw we saw Allen destroy destroy the Patriots because you know what? You're you're trying to make sure you don't get beat in the passing game. But he's forcing you to have to play the run against him because he's going to take off and run when y'all sitting back in these zones. Kyler Murray is an even more effective runner than than Allen in in a lot of cases when he's healthy. So to me, they are in a very, very compromising position right now. Very dangerous, so to speak, going into tonight's game. It's a two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, there's uh, certain ways to celebrate a playoff win and then there's this we'll get into that for you right here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific mike check mike check if you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game what's good this is national champion and former pro baller chris johnson and let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture. 
you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Brady Quinn will be back on the show tomorrow. So uh, we'll bust his balls for not being here. Uh, but uh, we will be back on the air. Same time, same place. 6 a.m. Eastern time. 3 o'clock I'm not Pacific. messing with Brady. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Yeah. No, Listen. I'm not going to do it. Um, we are going to also look back on a, a fun game. Should be a fun one tonight. Uh, Rams-Cardinals. Uh, and if you missed any of this show, including an in-depth breakdown of what was thrown on the field in Buffalo on Saturday night. You can check out the podcast on FoxSportsRadio.com afterwards. It certainly would have been much funnier <laughs> if we heard Brady uh, elaborating on that. Oh, listen. He, That's he, his thing. He, oh, yeah. He will figure out a Literally. way. He will figure out <laughs> <laughs> He will figure out a way to work it in to the conversation. Yeah, that's that that's going to happen, I'm sure. Uh, all right. Uh, so without further ado, it's time we put a bow on this bad boy. A little something we do called this. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Delap, to find out what the hell we've missed so far. You guys, an incident that happened during the Eagles-Bucks game that has some fans scratching their heads. That's Bruce Arians slapping the head of Andrew Adams after a play. Why did we not get to this? We did now. Shots out to Urban Meyer. You you yeah. kick the dude in the leg, in the back of the leg, and they use that as a reason to, to fire you. Did you see how hard Bruce Arians hit him in the head? Hey, look, I I have no problem with it. Nobody like, cares. That, that was that was football. Like that's look, football. I, I all I did was play high school level football because I was terrible. Um, and you guys would know this better than me. But even in high school. That's what coaches did. Like, he, like, I, you know how many times a coach players like, do it to each other like, too. Like, took took his keys and hit me out by yeah, the way, keys or their to the back ring, of the helmet. Oh, or their God. or their whistle. There's all kinds of things that go up against your helmet. Yeah, but people like, oh my God, how? It's can, like how it doesn't do make the that? abuse correct. It doesn't make sense, even though you said that it happened to you. I mean, I remember a coach telling me one time, I, I was playing receiver and I caught a pass. It was like one of these little five-yard And he said, son, rounds. there has to be something that you're better at. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Well, there was that every day. But in that, in that moment in particular, I remember him saying to me, he goes, hey, let me ask you a question. I was like, yeah. He goes, do you like your teeth? And I was like, I guess. He goes, okay. Then don't ever turn inside again. Go to the sidelines right after you make that catch. I was like, you got it, sir. <laughs> no problem. Sir, yes, sir. And that uh, was wise advice. I'll knock your teeth out. <laughs> like, Jeez. Like, all right. Like, that all was right. – but, like, nobody, nobody complained. Like, there was, no, there was no complaining about it. Like, he, he was trying to get the guy's attention. He didn't want there to be a penalty in that spot in the game. You know, I'm just glad he didn't uh, do more damage to his Achilles. Looked like he was hobbling around a little bit there. So I guess so. He definitely did have a, that ice pack uh, connected to his Achilles. Had <laughs> to. Oh, yeah. Had to. What else yeah. we got, Lee? You guys, following the Bengals' win, Zach Taylor wanted to create a new tradition. We'll see if it's a one-time thing or a tradition, but he wanted to deliver game balls to the fans. He gave some game balls to players, including C.J. Uzama, uh, who delivered a ball, and he delivered a ball himself to a bar called the Mount Lookout Tavern along with punter Kevin Huber. I uh, like it. Yeah, it's a new tradition. It would be I love it. I love it. The the Mount Lookout Tavern, huh? How is this I place, love it. Lee? 
Come on, get, your, get your city, get your city involved. Right. I love it, man. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. You the, know, the Mount Lookout Tavern in Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's take a look at this. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a tavern. Uh, high ceilings, brick well, walls. Looks like a tavern. Yeah, yeah. tavern. Taverns in the the Midwest are um, so amazing. awesome. Yeah, yeah there's uh, there was a place. Uh, oh man, this look. Yeah, this looks like the Midwest. Looking Their through. wings and fries are unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, pretzel bites, uh, wings and fries. Uh, maybe yeah. some uh, some onion rings. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is this Anything is Anything fried basically. Yeah, this is a solid Midwest bar. Nice. Like like this is a uh, this is a them. good spot. There's there's good a, for them. there's a place in um, in Charleston, South Carolina. It was I don't know if it's still there. It was called Max Place. It was a Chicago themed bar. Huh. And uh, they did a really good job replicating uh, what what a, a Midwest bar looks like. But this one through and through this Mount Lookout Tavern, uh, yeah, you can tell people get after it there. That's okay. good stuff. Nice. The Carson Street in Pittsburgh. There's a couple of these ah, places. Ah, Carson right? Street. There's well, there's a lot of places in Pittsburgh. You know. Yeah. The Strip. Yeah. You know. There's a lot. There's a there's a there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. It's fun. Carson Street might be the Strip actually. Go ahead. South Side, man. South Side. Yeah, it goes Damn south right. Side. What else we got, Lee? You guys, another tradition that isn't as happy but very wholehearted. Uh, Coach Rich Bisacci of the Raiders, following the, the loss to the Bengals, uh, spent the night in his hotel room writing handwritten letters to every player thanking them for their hard work for this season. That's I, corny. Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's corny. My God, I ain't with that one. Why do I mean? Come on, the guy's trying to do a nice thing. Why do you got a, a rain on his parade there, Lavar? Come corny. on, you're a cornball for what, that. What, what handwritten letters means you're a cornball? At uh, what point in time do you get disingenuous? Letter number twenty, twenty-five, <laughs> eight. How about letter number two? Yeah, that's. Uh, are you copying and pasting? What What are you doing at, at, at letter fifty? Like, uh, come on. Uh, by the way, I, isn't there a picture of him writing these letters, Lee? There Did is. I see that? Like, who's who's yeah, the photographer? That's so corny. They yeah. made sure to stay out of the reflection in the mirror. Yes. Yeah, that's some cornball stuff. Who's Who's the photographer yeah, I'm sorry there? About that. I mean, look, I know he wants the gig. But uh, come on, man. Like, do we have to make sure that this is uh, covered by a photog? I mean, that's a bit much. You know, I mean, now, LeVar, would you immediately, uh, would you eliminate him from your coaching search if that were you, uh, based uh, on that alone? I mean, that's a pretty soft tease right there. <laughs> I don't know that I would eliminate him, but I certainly might look at him a tad bit differently after hearing about that. <laughs> because I had written he might have been He might have been a, a shoe in to get him. And, uh, I don't know. Now I'm going to have to think that one through a little bit. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at Fox Sports sportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live.